players, you know. All right. Guess what, guys? We're back for another hour of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. I'm out here in my smooth, quiet storm voice. Um, Aloysius J. Whitfield in the building. Um, Raphael Jenkins. <laughs> I am Raphael Jenkins. Um, it's good to have some returning guests here. Uh, we got Doc's the name in the building. Um, Reverend uh, Warnock Nons is playing. Uh, <laughs> And we got uh, what's your name again? Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> What'd you say? You just said my entire name. We got a uh, Big J. We got Big J in the building. That's a big name. Big Jan. <laughs> um, um, how are you guys doing? Big Jan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Drinking tequila out of a wine glass now. Cause I'm a classy broad. Um, Doc's the name. What it is. What's up? Oh, thanks for the great convo. Um, As he checks his phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to always start off with this segment. Um, minimize your fucks. Basically, where is your mental health at right now? How are you minimizing your fucks these days? Big Jan, we're going to start with you. Um, honestly, I'm on the edge. <laughs> I've been on the edge since I've met you. So you can, so you know how to handle it. Exactly. And that is how I'm minimizing my fucks by just being myself. Just being yourself. Being Jan is to know how to handle being on the edge. We need to get you off the edge. And when I say get you off the edge, not push you off the edge in the wrong direction, though. Like, pull you. Yeah, pull you off the edge, not push you off the edge. Well, that's why I've been partaking in healthy activities like crocheting. <laughs> Crochet. Crocheting squids and tacos. Yes. She are so weird, man. So weird. I have to this question. I'm Wait, do you actually crochet? crochet? Huh? You actually crochet? Yeah, I actually You didn't see? Look, pull it out again. She crocheted a taco. Oh, wow. I thought that was a joke. No, I'm real. <laughs> ask, ask her what she was doing before we logged on here. Stop. What were you doing before we logged on here? I was looking up a crochet pattern for a squid. And... Will asked me what I was doing, and I was like, I don't want to tell you because you didn't make fun of me. So, but isn't that very Janice though? <laughs> I mean, I think crocheting is cool. I didn't say it was bad, I'm just saying crocheting a squid is very Janice. So, yeah, and a taco is, is more Janice. Yeah, I was because at first when she said looking up crochet patterns, I was about to say, Are you 65 now? And then she added in the squid part. I'm like, oh, you're still weirdo. 65 and crazy. <laughs> 65 and crazy. Oh, you should do. You should like set up a stand at a flea market and sell all these crochet stuff that you make. Honestly, I've been thinking about it. That's why I went to get more yarn today. So I'm going to be practicing and I'll see if I can do that. Imagine Janet like with a table at the flea market at like 7 a.m. and old people come by and just buy her stuff. Oh my gosh, dude, there are people, like, there is this lady, like, this older lady who had an exact table like that, and I was, like, at this, like, historic downtown, like, market fair or whatever, um, like, up in Dallas, and her entire table was just full of, like, little bees that she crocheted, or, like, these fat bumblebees, but, like, there is this one, and it was, like, Rasta colors, she was, like, this one's called Doobie, and I was, like, I'll take it. Janice will be, uh, be at Market Wednesday selling all her um, 
her crochet items. Honestly, like I might quit my job at Apple and do that. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to that this year. Less stressful. <laughs> they can be like the new Beanie Babies. Wow, Beanie Babies. It is 1997. I just watched a documentary on, I think it was on HBO Max, about like the Beanie Baby craze and how like wild people. Were I saw that. Yep. I saw that too. Did your basement not have like a bunch of Beanie Babies lined up on the wall? <laughs> or was that just my family? That was your family. That wasn't just your family, but that wasn't our family. Okay. <laughs> we, had, we had a few, but we weren't like collecting them. We wasn't weird and obsessed. I I always wondered about it. I was like, who, why do you have all these like little fucking stuff? I mean, they was popular for a reason. I mean, I it was know, a lot of people. Plastic cases, like every single one of them. That's wild. I feel like that's how people treat Funko Pops now. What? Uh, Funko uh, Pops. Those are the new Beanie Babies. Yeah. Fun, you know, Funko, Funko Pops? Yeah, those little plastic bobbleheads. And they have them for like every single character in the world you could think of. Mm-hmm. And even like famous people. Oh, these. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a few of those. Those things is creepy, bro. My homie got those in his office at work. I feel like Keegan has like a couple of them. I would not be surprised. Of some random obscure 90s movie character. On on Reddit, I saw a post from some guy. He has so many of those. He had to rent out a storage unit to put all of them in. That's wild. That's a waste of money. (laughs) I'd be so mad. Um, Yes, I'm at FSU. How FSU are you guys like on a scale of one through five with five being extremely FSU and one being hell no where do y'all put yourselves yeah, I'm a solid six <laughs> I, wait a minute I said one through five and this oh, nigga said this. I think one through like ten. damn this nigga love FSU okay then maybe he is chief Osceola probably three right in the middle you about a three yeah like if we're if it's sports like I'll root for them uh, being like working for FSU has like made me disenchanted with it because I see like what the other side is like now. I, yeah, I could I could totally see that. I could see that. Um, do you wear FSU gear? Never. <laughs> what about you, uh, Janice? Um, honestly, it's kind of hard because like there are other ways where you could just be a three instead of like you know. If you were in Tallahassee still, would you be going to games? No, I've only gone to one FSU game. I was like, I'm not doing shit. You, you only like while you was in college, you only went to one. Wow, I went to more than you. What about you, Jacory? Well, I was in Chiefs my freshman year, so I, I remember that. I went to all the games that year, and then I was like, yeah, that's enough for me. I've, I've so seen- you haven't been to any since you've graduated. Uh, I went to one after I graduated, like right after I graduated, but none since then. That's wild. Well, then again, I was only going because when my friends visited, they wanted to go to the games. But I will say, working at a university where football is non-existent, I do miss that atmosphere around it when big game was coming up and how the whole week people are excited and then just game day, just going down tailgate and wouldn't even go into the game. But it was just... uh, Really fun and cool atmosphere, though. So I do miss that, though. But see, when I watch our games on TV, I'm really into it. Okay, I I find myself that I still root for I still root for Florida State. I still I'm still connected and still root for them. Obviously, unless they're playing Louisville, and then I'm then I'm not. But for anybody else, I'm definitely rooting for them. So I guess I'm like a two point five on that scale. She said a three first, and then went down to a two point five. <laughs> well, I mean, because like I don't 
watch like I don't go out of my way to watch a game and like even if they are on like I'm half rooting for them because I'm still not watching the game but is that because like do you watch football do you think it's because you don't care about football though I think because I don't care about football but then on another end it's like when it comes to like at least like seeing their ranks like that's different um because that's like right in your face but then I have like an FSU license plate and I have like all this like I have like three FSU sweaters and shit like that so it's not even that much but at the oh, same time yeah i've That's had a pretty big damn i have a license plate <laughs> bought it for me oh and damn in my car <laughs> well i ain't got nothing connected to my <laughs> university because you don't live in florida no more do you still have like the actual license plate like where the plate itself is fsu or do you have like a plate frame like, over? yeah okay yeah i have the plate like the actual plate and and an FSU frame around it. Do you feel like there you have any similarities there compared to Florida? What do you mean? Like, do you is there anything there that you like? Man, this reminds me of living in Florida. Like anything from weather to the people to some kind of restaurants or whatever. No, the shit's completely different. Damn, for real. Yeah, I mean, like, so in the middle of Austin, you have University of Texas, and like, it's just such a fucked campus. It's like you literally just put a school like in downtown okay yeah and so you know it's like not fun even if it is game day it makes everything so much worse but then on another end like you know with the culture and like all the people here my so i always say this it's like my one thing that i hate about living here in texas is that when it comes to like any latin food it's all just fucking tex-mex or just Mexican. There is like no Cuban food. There's no Venezuelan. There's no Colombian. There's like no variety in it. It's always just like the fucking yellow rice, beans, and whatever. What I don't. Yeah, because Florida has all the differences. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a lot more diverse in like the types of people that you meet in Florida. But then over here, it's like everyone's really nice. But then you know, there's not a lot of variety in that. So like yeah. it's 50-50. Like it makes it good, but it makes it like kind of annoying at the same time. But I still like like I still like living here. Yeah, plus cause like in Florida, you have all the you have Haitians, you have Jamaicans, Cubans, like all the different type of Hispanics, to be honest. Like you have different types of Hispanics, but then out there, like I said, it's just pretty much Mexican and Tex Mex. But I always hear they say that Tex Mex is fire there though. No, I oh really. I do everything I can to avoid it, honestly. It's really oh. hard because all the fucking restaurants here, Tex-Mex. Okay, that, that's because you're in Austin, though. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I feel you like think is, you think it would be different in like Houston, Dallas. Oh, yeah. in Austin, Houston, Dallas, it is different. There's like a lot more variety in that, but like in Austin, it's different. It's still developing. That's why. Also, do, Austin has a lot more white people, right, than like Houston and Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Houston and Dallas have a lot more Black folk as well. Think of it like, I honestly hate to say this, but it's like, you know, the white people who are like really nice, but like really liberal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like what it's like living here. It's also like, like a lot of the white people I work with in higher ed then. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like living with them. <laughs> oh God, that would, that would annoy me. Like a whole it annoys the fuck out of me a lot. I have this white woman at work that literally told me one day, well, I know how you feel as a black man, 
because I have people, men speak over me in meetings. I was like, yeah, that's the same thing as getting pulled over by the police and thinking I might get shot or or all the other laws and stuff that yeah, have been made. Yeah, that's the same thing as waking <laughs> up and automatically assuming you might die today. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey man, the liberal white women are just, and they're, they're most of the time they're well-intentioned, but I ain't got the energy for dealing with them though. They, these don't, don't get me wrong though. Like not a lot of them are like the fucking like real like social justice yeah. people. Like a lot of them are actually pretty, like just realistic about a lot of things which is another saving grace so that's good so you i mean don't have... I, would still, I would still rather deal with them than all the white conservatives we have all throughout florida there you go touche <laughs> or just being atlanta where you really aren't around a lot of white people yeah, yeah. <laughs> i realized i was in atlanta when i'm like damn when i'm not at work i don't really interact with white people like at least even when I was in Florida, my group, my group of friends were pretty diverse. And I met and had my white friends. There's like family there. But here, I don't fool with a lot of people outside. Like if I work with them, there's only like two or three people that I've been around outside of work with in my three years here, compared to how many people was I actually fooling with outside of work there. It was a lot of people from co-workers that I was cool with, but I don't fool with these folk outside of work. I separate that shit and I I really, the only white people I will interact with is if I'm at brunch and they happen to be my server. That's the, and that's how I like it. They serving me. Yes, yeah, what I'm talking about. <laughs> the tables have turned, mother. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. I have a game for us to play. It's called Who That? That sounds too New Orleans. Who's that is what the game is called. Who is that? <laughs> Where... Who is that? Where I have 10 questions that give you clues on who this person is. And you have to see if you can guess them, guess who they are in this, uh, the, in the least amount of questions as possible. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, all right. And so either one, either one of you all can take a guess. It doesn't matter. We're not going to go. I like how he, his screen goes away after I say we're going to do this. Like, I ain't playing that bullshit. Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> He said, I ain't playing that weak-ass game. All right, so y'all got the rules? Well, but wait, can you repeat the last two rules? No. It's, I'm, I don't remember the last two. So <laughs> I ask, I give you 10 clues to see if you can guess who this person is. And you have to try to guess who they are in the least amount of questions as possible. All right. Wait, so are we, are we like going at the same time and just trying to answer before the other person or is it one at a time? Yeah, we're not going to go back and forth. It's just, okay. yeah. One at a All time. Right. So the first clue, first clue, their original rap name was Kid Wave. Okay. I've heard that before, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> so I'll keep going. While this person is a solo artist, for the most part, they have been part of a hip hop group. Okay. All right. Um, some of these might be a little too easy. Hold on. Has a is a cousin? Their cousin played as a character on the show Blackish. Nice. God, mother. I didn't think. I really didn't think you was gonna know that. 
I've I've heard Kid Wave before, and I kind of had Nas in my mind. But then when you said his cousin played in Blackish, I'm like Yara Shahidi. I was gonna save that until like the one of the last two questions, but I really did not think you was gonna know that one because I had no idea. Yeah, I knew that. All right, let me go through some of the other ones just to see what uh, if y'all would have got that. Um, oh, what group are you talking about? Him being part of Bravehearts, the Firm. Oh, okay. The Firm with um. Who was that? The firm was with Noriega. No, it's Foxy Brown. Yeah, it's, it started with Cormega, then they replaced Cor- Cormega. Nature and AZ. AZ, yeah, it was them. But who start? Who created the firm? Dr. Dre. Okay. Janice literally said, "I don't know if I want to do this because Jacory be knowing all the answers somehow." That's not what I said. That was basically what you said. I said, I, don't know, I said, I don't know if I should even be on the podcast anymore, to be honest. Wow. I don't have ice like Jacory does. That, that broke my heart that you would well, think. I was like, that. Plus, he knows all the answer to trivia and it pisses me off. <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. Um, I also had on here, um, has a parent who is a jazz musician, um, after being nominated for 15 Grammys, finally won their first Grammy in 2020. Um, this rapper's daughter is listed as an executive producer on one of their albums, so she can always receive royalty checks. Schoolboy Q. What? Schoolboy Q. No, I'm saying the same. I'm, these are all from the Nas question. I'm just giving you the rest of the hints oh. I was gonna give. That was a good like Schoolboy Q though. That was a that was a good one. He loves his daughter. <laughs> I don't know. He loves his daughter. <laughs> That's true. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he loves all right so i brought up Nas because he just dropped the album janice says she hasn't listened to it yet so Amazing. we're not gonna talk about the album I but no we have to talk about it like she can we don't have to talk about it please well no my question is because this album means course talk about it, it is a fire album it's probably top five in his discography um and it's one of the probably better rap albums of the year as well but my question is where do you think Nas stands as uh, the greatest rappers? Like, where is he, you think? Well, I mean, I'm a lifelong Nas fan, and he's always been my favorite. So I've always thought he was the best. So I'm still keeping him at number one. So who's your Mount Rushmore? Who's your favorite rappers then? My personal favorite? Yes. Okay, so Nas, Kendrick, J. Cole, Black Thought, you, Mount Rushmore is only four, bro. Oh, okay, well, then that's it. <laughs> Janice, where do you think Nas stands in the greatest rapper conversation? I feel like he's definitely in top five. Top five? Mm-hmm. You know, I will say Nas has always been up there in my probably top five. But I think after these last couple of years, with what he's done with all these King Disease albums and Magic, these last four albums have been just dope as hell. And then Kanye used to be up there for me, but he has released some dog shit over the last, have not just couple, over the last several years. Since Jesus. Yeah, since Jesus. Since he's been Kanye Kardashian, it's been, his albums have had probably like three or four songs that I like, but never a complete album. And his raps have gotten even cornier. And not even talking about the other just bullshit that he's been doing and saying, just strictly about the music. The music has gotten shitty as hell. So 
Kanye used to be in like my top three, but I've moved him out of my top three. And Nas has been moved back in, has been moved into my top three. And I really think Nas is probably my second favorite rapper. It's probably Jay-Z and Nas as my top two. But also, I put Snoop Dogg in my top five because I, I don't know. I just put him in there because I love him. I don't know. I mean, I love Snoop's personality, but I've never thought of him as being that great of a rapper, aside from Doggy Style, but I've never thought of him as being that good of a rapper. Like, he is good, but I don't know. I don't think of him, like, when I'm asked to think of great rappers. Who's your top three West Coast rappers, then? Probably Kendrick, Tupac, and... Hmm. Unpopular opinion, but I might have to say the game. Okay. I mean, I would. I was gonna say Kendrick, Ice Cube, and the game. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I mean, Ice Cube. I mean, the game still. Minus the silly shit, because like Jacory said, he's one of those. Ra- he's top two rappers where they should just never talk or tweet ever. <laughs> but the game, he still is releasing dope albums. You know, actually, what? you know, hold on, my bad. I'm changing that. Kendrick, Dom Kennedy, and The Game. Those are my three favorite West Coast rappers. Not nine saying the best, but those are my favorite. It's funny you bring up The Game and, like, his corny stuff he's been doing. Because, like, you know, Game released an album earlier this year where he, like, disses Eminem and that was supposed to, like, generate hype for it. I didn't, <laughs> bo- I didn't bother listening to the album because that annoyed me so much that he would do that just to, like, you know, create buzz and try to sell records. But then I was listening to Spotify... And the song from the album came on and I was like, this is really good. Why doesn't he promote his albums with stuff like this instead of all these stunts that he keeps trying to do? Yeah, I agree. Because like you, I didn't listen to the album because I'm like, he's just corny now. I haven't even checked it. And like I said, I'm a big game fan, but he's just so corny these days. And he's like a a young rapper trying to get attention. It's so weird and it's disappointing, to be honest. So he can still rap. So it bothers me. He keeps doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, did you all see what 21 Savage said? I did. So no. 21 Savage said he was in a, I guess they still have Clubhouse on Twitter, apparently. And he was in there and they were talking about Nas and all that. And he said Nas is not relevant. And somebody else was in there like, well, what do you mean by what do you mean he's not relevant? And he's like, Nas is not relevant. He just makes good music and has a loyal fan base, which isn't that what you want if you're an artist is to make good music and have a loyal fan base? But that makes me ask question. They've always said hip hop is a young person's game, young rapper's game. Is that still true anymore though? Cause now I feel like we have, this is the first era of rappers that have aged well and that's still making good music. I mean, you still have Nas dropping classic albums, Jay-Z dropping one of the best verses of the year on DJ Khaled's album. You have Young Jeezy just a couple weeks ago dropped an album, and it's a really good album as well. I mean, just a couple years ago, Jay-Z dropped 444, which was dope. So we still I have... A couple years ago. It was five <laughs> years ago. It came out in 2017. Was it really? Four years ago? Five. five. It was five years ago. That's a couple. Not a couple. but it, what yeah. is five, What's five then? I think, I, I think a couple has two. Mm, what's five then? So less know. than a decade. A few, I don't know, cause like if someone okay, said a few years ago, then if someone said a few, I would think three. So I think five is more than a few too. Well, five five years ain't that long ago. Five years is pretty long when you're talking about the last time someone released an album. 
You know what? Next time you say that, just say five years. <laughs> Jay-Z released a dope album five years ago. Damn. But we're seeing, like, I mean, Fabulous is still dropping good music. Dom Kennedy is older as well. Like, you have rappers that well into their 30s that are dropping dope music back in the day. Basically, if it was like football. As soon as you turn 30, they say your career is pretty much over. So do you think, well, first of all, before I even ask that, on a scale of one through five, with five being incredibly stupid, what do you rate 21 Savage's comment saying Nas is irrelevant? All right. So when I first heard him say that, I was like, <clears throat> I feel like he just worded this really badly. I think he meant to say, and I hope I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he meant to say that Nas isn't at the forefront of hip hop anymore. And like, he's not the most popular anymore. He's not the one people, like most people are checking for anymore. I think that's what he meant. But when you call someone irrelevant, there's no way to take that other than as a diss. Yeah. So who are those, then who are the rappers that are at the forefront of hip hop these days? Well, 21 is one of them. I think 20. Wait, 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 hold on. Is 21 Savage really one of those rappers at the forefront or is it just recency bias because he dropped an album with one of the biggest rap stars in the world? Even before that. I mean, he went. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Janice. What do you mean by, like, what do you mean by the forefront? Like, in specifics, like, what exactly are you talking about? Who's probably the most popular rappers out right now? I'm not even talking about talent. Who's dropping the best music? Because we know just because. You're the most popular doesn't mean you make the best music. Right. Who's the most popular? Who's probably five of the most popular rappers that generate the most buzz, get the most attention, all that period? Because I see what people talk on Twitter, but I really don't know. I'm older now, so I don't know who's the most popular. I just know what I enjoy listening to. But I see on Twitter, people are talking about Meg all the time, Cardi B all the time. Lil Baby all the time. Those are the three rappers I definitely see. But people still, I mean, obviously people are talking about Kanye West, and but it has nothing to do with music whatsoever. But then again, I just realized yesterday, Cardi B has only dropped one album. Yeah. One. Like one album. So like hip hop today, hip hop isn't really about who's dropping like music. Like even if it's not the best music, it's not even about who's dropping music because Cardi B don't be dropping music. And even I feel like Jack Harlow seems like he's more popular for all the other stuff. So I, so I think I think 21 is definitely in that category though. Top top one of the top five most popular rappers. Um maybe not five, but de definitely top 10 for sure. I you know I I can't I think I need to disagree because I talk like when I'm talking to people at work who know nothing about hip hop, they know who Meg the Stallion is. They know who they shoot, they start knowing who Jack Harlow is now. You know, like these people, I'm talking about people who are not huge hip hop people. Who do they know? And my mama don't know 21 Savage, but my mama knows. I don't, I, don't consider, I don't consider that like a metric for who's popping in hip hop though. Like if people who don't listen to rap know about them, like that's cool. That I feel like if people who don't listen to rap know a rapper, that just makes them more of a celebrity. But that, but that was my question. Who's the most popular hip hop artist? That's oh, popular. I'm not talking about who's making the oh most God. music or the best music. I, I yeah, I don't think it has to do with making the best music either. But among people who listen to rap, Twenty One Savage is still one of the most popular people. 
But that wasn't my question. Now, uh, it's not about the people who listen to rap because hip hop now has totally changed. It's not about who's listening. This girl don't want to get her meat coat. It's fucking cold. She must put a chain on with her meat coat. You live in Texas. What's the weather today? 47 degrees right now. I didn't think it was going to be that chilly, to be honest. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you're also from Florida. So, anywho, but. So, okay, then by your, since you keep moving my goalposts, Ja'Cory. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't feel like that matters. Like people who don't listen to rap, who they know. Uh, for those people, it does matter because Cardi B wouldn't be as big if it didn't matter, though. Like she's on these magazines. Co- huh? Can I simplify this? Go sure. ahead. To you, in your perception, who is like, who are the most popular? rappers hip-hop artists right now who's at yeah who's at the forefront then in your perception in your perspective talking talking about me perspective yes Drake for sure of course I would I would agree with Megan Cardi um Lil Baby um I feel like 21 has to be on there I feel like I just can't believe you putting 21 on there he is yeah. like an individual person. I mean, his last album was amazing, and a lot of people were talking about it. A lot of people still love it. Every time he's featured on a song, like people listen to that song. Okay. He toured with J. Cole. Like okay. So right. did so did J.I.D. And a lot of people don't know who he is, as dope as he is. True. But uh I mean, yeah. I toured, I toured with Kirk Franklin, but that don't make me one of the biggest gospel artists in the world. Did you really? <laughs> I gotta mark this timestamp right now because I gotta post that clip. <laughs> she was wait a minute. Janice was so intrigued. With, Did you really? Like, well, I don't know about this part of your past. <laughs> like immediately after it came out of my mouth, I regretted asking. I mean, and I did grow up in a youth choir at church. So <laughs> no, because I was about to be like, Will, you can't fucking sing. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I can't, but I was in youth choir, but it's like 40 people. So my voice was being overpowered. So, yep. <laughs> I wasn't singing solos. <laughs> she said, wait a minute. She was looking down. Did what? you really? <laughs> so serious too. <laughs> but no, I would never think 21 Savage because that's not, like, even when I'm on Twitter, that's not one of the names that I see come across my timeline for real that often, though. I think that because of what you're paying attention to, then that's going to be big on your side. But. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm, maybe I'm just more into hip hop Twitter because I see people talk about Twenty One Savage all the time. I don't see it that often. I and Lil Durk, I got to throw Lil Durk on there too. He's really popular. But you also know more of the younger hip hop than I do, and on kind of the different side. Like you know, I don't, I try, like I, I don't listen to Lil Baby, but I definitely know who he is. Like I was talking about him at work where I said the old, the older folks, my generation and stuff, he's that rapper that we're all like, oh, okay, like I respect, maybe not even that we listen to him, but we all respect him as a rapper. We're like, he can rap, even though half the time I just can't understand what the fuck he's saying, but I recognize he can rap and the older, the older rappers, they respect him a yeah. whole lot too. So if all the rappers that I love respect him, it must mean something, but I just oh see, I, NBA um, young boy. NBA young boy. I had to say him too. You know, I would want to say I disagree, but after being around all these kids at school, all these I no, I'm before I would have said I disagree, 
Mm. But talking to all these 19, 20, and 21-year-olds, oh, my God, like, he is huge with them. Like, he's breaking records. Like, I mean, he is very good, and I don't think he gets credit for, like, how good he is as is a he Yes, and I don't think he gets recognized for how good he is, like, as a lyricist for real. So I think that's why his fan base is very adamant about, like, always pushing him on everyone because he's not as recognized as he should be. NBA Youngboy is J. Cole in the sense that he has a fucking loyal fan base that they love the hell out of him and they will support him like crazy. And they try to put his music onto everybody else, even if everybody else is like, nah, I'm good. And like, no, no, you got to. You got, and that's how they were with that's how J. Cole blew up to be one of the three biggest rappers in the world. Even though, like, I because I remember in college, niggas, I was trying to get niggas to listen to J. Cole all the time. And they always thought, no, he's boring, bro. He's sleepy. I ain't listening to him. And somehow, I mean, think about it. I remember back in 2013, he was posting on Twitter, hey, if you bought the album, take a picture and show me and DM me your address and I'll come over to your crib. And he was really going to people's apartments because they would post pictures with him. He was going all over New York City and going to people's apartments and sitting there and talking to him for like 15 to 30 minutes at a time. Like he was renting out movie theaters so people could have listening parties for his album, the uh, what was the one that came out to Born Center? Yeah, yeah. So that's how he grew his, and it's the same thing with Future. Future has that loyal ass fan base that they fucking I, love yeah. him. Future is one of those artists too, where like everyone knows him. Yeah, I still, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know how he blew up. To be honest, I mean, I I remember it, but I I I just never would have thought that he was gonna be that artist to blow up and be one of the biggest rappers of the 2010s. I mean, when he first came out, he had like a really unique sound, but now everyone sounds like him. But when he came out, he was the only one who sounded like that. When it came, what was it, Magic? That early song, he had an early song, Magic. Um, um, turn off the lights. Turn, yeah. That see, but I liked that future better than like the Dirty Sprite two that catapulted him into a rap superstar. Yeah, I, I like the early future better. Like I didn't really get on the that that uh, wave of when he came out with the Dirty Sprite two and moving forward. That just wasn't. According to HighSociety.com, <laughs> Future first found musical fame in 2011, gaining popularity in Atlanta when his songs were played by G DJ Esco in a strip club, Magic City. But it was 2015's "What a Time to Be Alive"s mixtape that propelled him to international success. Yeah, I think before What a Time to Be Alive, he was big in hip hop. Yeah. But then for that, when I mean, obviously it shows when you connect with Drake, that that blows you up though. And then that that and I didn't even like that album for real. I didn't either. Not real. I there are a couple of songs I really like, but I didn't like it as a project. So Janice, then who is your hip hop Mount Rushmore? My hip hop Mount Rushmore. She's about to Say fucking Beastie Boys, uh, <laughs> Mob Deep. Uh, I mean, Mob Deep should be on there. Tribe Called Quest. I wasn't um, a Tribe Called Quest. I know. I love <laughs> Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. Um, Biggie, Kendrick, and J Cole. Okay. Janice has some very um black in your thirties hip hop ears. Because my siblings are very much older than me, and they're the reason why I listen to this music. <laughs> Black in her 30s. But you said Trap Called Quest, Biggie, 
J. Cole and Kendrick and Kendrick. Okay. Where do you think Kendrick is going to end up going down as? How do you mean? Where do you think, like, if you had to average out hip hop heads, what do you think you would average him as, like, top five, top 10, top three, top 20? Like, what do you think most people would have him as that are like real hip hop heads? Mm, honestly, probably like either three or five. Somewhere between three and five? Yeah, I just don't even think that it, he would even be in a four. <laughs> so it's either three or five. <laughs> so you don't think he would be number four, but he would be three or number five? Yes, because I feel like <laughs> the understanding of certain people who enjoy rap and hip hop, their rationale for certain things is like, okay, maybe I'll just add Kendrick in there as number five because he's progressive. But then there are other people who really do value that and who really see the change in that, where they would say, I'm going to put him as a, as a three because there are other two rappers who do that, but to like a different intensity. Do you think people would never put Future on their list of top whatever because of his, what he actually raps about because he's not rapping about like the stuff, the Kendricks, the J. Coles, even the Jay-Z's from back in the day, the Tupac's and all of that. To be honest, like if Future was in anybody's top five, it's either because they're under 25 years old or they're just fucking like, just have no priorities in life. <laughs> like, what what do you, uh, what do you say, Ja'Cory? I, I know people older than 25 who have Future in their top five, most likely. Oh my God. That's wild to me. I mean, like, I mean, he's like, he was one of the biggest artists in the world. Like, when we were- I get that. I get that you're a big artist, but to me, that doesn't mean you're one of the, Big Crit is one big, of the best, Big Crit's one of the best rappers since 2010. And he's nowhere near one of the biggest artists, but he's one of the best artists that makes complete albums that he's lyrical, his beats are fire. He can storytell. He's got the metaphors. He's got everything you will want. He's just, you know, some artists just don't blow up, unfortunately. So- but, okay. I'll say yeah. So one in this new era, lyricism isn't emphasized anywhere nearly as much as it's been in previous. True that. Also, someone I don't think today I don't think you have to be a good rapper to make good rap music. I agree. So for those two reasons, a lot of people really love and respect Future as like a musician, as a rap artist, not necessarily as a lyricist. But I can definitely understand people putting him in their top five just off of the music he makes. Like his style? Yeah. They love the way his music makes them feel, though, because the way his voice connects with, he uses his voice, like Young Thug is one of the prime examples. He uses his voice as an instrument. Right. So people, so even when, if I'm listening, and I'm like, I can't understand what the fuck this nigga's saying, but someone else is listening to it, and they're like, man, I feel that, because if they feel it as an instrument, and I think I do realize there are times where I'm just being stubborn and that old head that I'm just, I can't relate to the shit, but I try not to be that person that's just going to diss it. I'm just shocked when certain artists are like respected as much as they are. It just really surprises me, but I'm still listening to that, using that ear from when I was a kid and a teenager. I mean, fucking Travis Porter was the shit when I was in college, but I would never say Man, they they gonna they top twenty or whatever. Like I would never say that. Even 
it would be hard for me to say Young Jeezy is a top 10, top 15, but. What if someone said that 3-6 Mafia was in their top five? I would understand, actually. I would, too. But see, how could you understand that, but not future? Uh-huh. I, hey, man, I know I'm I know it's contradictory, bro. I know it is. Like, hey. But also, 3-6 Mafia created the rap style that helped Migos blow up, though. Sure. That's what like three six months. So it's like I think part of it is me looking at it like they paved the way for these superstar rappers. I get it that it sounds contradictory. Like, hey man, we I I totally like I said. I think sometimes but I'm being stubborn. I don't think it matters who paved the way for who. It matters who you like more and who does it the best. And also, my question also wasn't the best. It was your favorite, your Mount Rushmore, and we okay, all then- listen to music with different ears too. And there's plenty of people my age who have future in their top five. If we're oh, just- I know that. Hey, man, I talk to Marvell all the time. <laughs> so and he, I I talk to him all the time, and he's one of those where he'll say, "Man, you hit man, he he killed that lyrically." And I'm like, "No, no." So like, like funny. he'll say something about like Travis Scott or Young Thug, or he'll say Travis Scott killed it lyrically. I'm like, Travis no. Scott makes dope music, but I there's no way you've ever been like, man, lyrically. He murdered that, but he makes good. He's all, he's somebody that uses his voice as an instrument. I really think for this generation of the Travis Scotts and stuff, that was Kid Cudi doing that for them, using his voice as an instrument. That's you know? a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, like to be, if you think about it, Kid Cudi is just a, is just a different world version of Young Thug and Travis Scott and them. Like they're from the way they, the way they using their voice for music, that's literally what Kid, how Kid Cudi blew up. That's literally why Kid Cudi has a very loyal, loyal <laughs> fan. He might be top five in the most loyal fan bases of rap of all time, low key. And I'm just throwing it out there. But actually, that's, a, that's another good question. Who's probably got the top five loyal rap fan bases? Oh, God. But see... <laughs> The most loyal fan bases are also like the most annoying and the most toxic and the most like Nicki people like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B fans. Just, mm-hmm. just by you saying that on this podcast, you're putting all of us in danger right now. <laughs> <laughs> they I, really, they show out on people who voice negative. So, opinions. All right, so I'm a name artist. And you, I'm saying I'm ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> Janice, you ain't going to keep talking like that now. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say names and y'all say yeah or nay for uh like a top crazy most loyal fan bases and stuff. Um Kendrick Lamar. Nay. I, I feel like his fans are usually reasonable. They're like pretty chill. Yeah. J. Cole. It, it depends. Because I'm I'm a J. Cole fan. Like there are J. Cole fans who are like OD with it, but I feel like most of us are cool. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say between um Meg the Stallion. Again, I feel like her fans are cool. In between. I don't know, because if you play Tory Lanez, they ready to flip out. So that's, that's a different kind of situation, though. Yeah. They don't pull up every single time anything happens. Okay. Beyonce. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rihanna. Uh, not as crazy. I think they're reasonable. I think they're reasonable. Yeah, I was about to say, not as intense as Beyonce fans. Uh, Frank Ocean. They're cool. It's a hard one, though. Again, they're dedicated, but they're not crazy. But they are dedicated like a mug. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say yay. 
but not for crazy reasons. But for being dedicated as hell. Absolutely. Like they're in love with him. Especially to be dedicated to a nigga that rarely releases music and you just keep your hopes up that he's going to drop an album at any point. That's how much they love him. <laughs> right. Crazy. Um, Jay-Z. Yeah. I will disagree. Well, yeah. yay on what bet? Yay, what are you saying yay for? Yay. Like, okay, it's it's kind of 50-50 because, like, he, he has a dedicated fan base and, like, half of them really worship him. But I don't know. I feel like... I don't feel like I know a lot of Jay-Z fans. Like, you know, I'm the biggest Jay-Z fan in the world. But, you know, I don't feel like I know people that's, like, that worship him type of... Like, when I think about some of these other artists that think their favorite artists can do nothing wrong, I don't think people are... Because me, like, people, fans like me, we will recognize that... Magna Carta Holy Grail wasn't the best album, but it had some good songs. Right. But other people, th- their favorite artists will have a whack album, but still somehow it was a classic. And you know damn well that wasn't no classic. You're right. Okay. I, I redact that answer then. All right, cool. Um, so before so to preface Kanye West, I think we talked about this. There is a um there's a line between the newer, the younger, newer fans, and then the fans like me. And like Ja'Cory said on the previous podcast, the new young Kanye fans are like hype beasts when it comes with sneakers. Like they're they're hella annoying. They act like they're supposed to like it just because it's Kanye somehow. And like we said, he hasn't released anything fire since, damn, since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Everything, Yeah, everything that he's released yeah. after that has been incredibly questionable. Wow, because even The Life of Pablo might have been the best out of the last four or five, and that only had like four or five, song, three or four songs that I'll go back and listen to. Right. Damn. But I will say his new younger fans, they fucking love him for some reason. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why. Because it's Gen Z. Them, them, hey, Gen Z, yeah, they I, are different. I, I need to like interview some of them and be like, what was, at what point, what was the moment in your life where you really latched on to Kanye and why? I think Yeezys have a lot to do with it, to be honest. They make their love for Yeezys make them love his music even more somehow. The aesthetic. I can see that. See that? It's, yeah, it's the aesthetics. Yes. The hype beast. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like here in Atlanta, you go to a restaurant that the food is mid, the drinks are expensive, but they got sparklers. They have hookah. They have that grass background you can take pictures in front of. It's all aesthetics. It's vibes and aesthetics and whack-ass drinks, loud-ass trap music, and mediocre food. That's pretty much Kanye's fan, newer, his leftover fan base. That brings me to a question. Do you think that a lot of the younger generation like rap and hip-hop solely like as a basis like their foundation for liking these things is for like the vibe yes definitely that's that's pretty much i'm sorry keep going like you know rather than like the substance of it and what it means it's history of it and like what it matters to culture yeah i think that's kind of and correct me if i'm wrong jacory but i think that's kind of what we was alluding to with young thug and future they create a vibe that people like like if you're in a strip club and you have a future song playing, the lights is low and stuff, and niggas and niggas is high and stuff, like 
And then a lot of those, they was loving drinking lean because of future as well. He created a whole lot. Of, he said he stopped doing that because he realized young people was drinking lean because of him. So, yeah, I think a lot of it now is just the vibe of it. They're not really caring about the substance and the lyrics of it. Like, and I'm not, I'm not hating on any of the female rappers, but a lot of the women are latching on to the female rappers as well just because like they feel like they're supposed to like the female rappers and then a lot of them are all basically just talking about fuck these niggas and a lot of women feel like fuck these niggas and niggas ain't shit and that's what a lot of the female rappers are saying these days they love that feeling of being like yeah fuck these niggas they're not really paying attention to what these people like i saw today it might be kind of off track but what's her name glorilla i like glorilla i, I know she's cool i like her but she posted today talking about uh she got nominated for a grammy or whatever award but she was like but she also was like thank god no one can touch you if god is for you i'm like have you heard your lyric like it made me think rappers are so delusional talking about yeah god was watching over me and blah 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 and in your music you talking about fuck this nigga shoot this nigga fuck that whole like god wasn't god wasn't saying to trying to bless your song bro that's just what happened but yeah like you got when we was back in the day and no shame to her shout out to her i like her and i wish her all the success but her kind of music would not have been nominated for a grammy no like you had like you had to have substance with your music when you to be nominated for a grammy and now yeah i agree i think it's pretty much people just want the vibe and the aesthetics of rap it's like think about all these rappers it's like they be dressing in a hip-hop halloween costume the chain the glasses the belts, the expensive shirt, the jeans, like all of that. It's all about vibes and aesthetics. It's so when Kendrick comes out with what he came out with, they push back on it like crazy. Talk about you everyone's favorite line these days. You can't play it in the club. Like that's the only line for like that's what makes a good hip hop song. You have to be able to play it in a club. Like there's not all these other yeah. environments for music. I feel like that happens like honestly like that like you know people would say that and like back in the day like it would mean something completely different because popularity back then was something completely different and the way that you gained it was completely different so like I could argue that you know it's always been the same that you know rap and hip-hop have always presented an image that attracted a lot of different people to it and that's why so many people like it. And that's why it's so popular. Mm -hmm. So like for, from its conception to its popularity and to now, like, do you think that it has like a different, like it, it has like a higher intensity than what it was beforehand, just because of like social media? Yeah. And I think like another part of it too, is like, because rap is the biggest genre of music in the world, I think a lot of people just latch on to it for that reason. Or because like a lot of people latch on to like more trap artists or gangster rappers, like they've always done, you know, just because it's controversial or just because it makes their parents mad or whatever. What did, hold on, what did Miley Cyrus years yeah. ago made the song which she had, Mike Will made it. And then I can't remember what rapper was on there, but then, and then she comes out and like low key disses hip hop after that. Post Malone did the same thing as well. I mean, you see, you always see like, I mean, back in the day, the pop girls and the R&B artists would do that when you, Mary J. Blige, now she's really hip hop though. But then you had these other artists, they wasn't hip hop and they was doing songs. Mariah Carey, 
I don't want to count Mariah Carey. She did a lot of music with hip hop, though, so I don't want to count her. Yeah, she's always been down. Yeah, but you have all of these singers, and I mean, Katy Perry did a song with Three Six Mafia because, like, it's good business. Also, like Jacory said, hip hop is the biggest, most influential, coolest musical culture in the world. You want to look cool. So you latch on to what's going to make you more popular and look cool, but then they diss us afterwards. So I think, like you said, it's always been around. It's just social media has made everything broader, bigger, and more noticeable when back then it wasn't as noticeable. Like, I mean, celebrities were celebrities back then. Now anyone can yeah. end up becoming like, it's good and bad. Anyone can be a, a celebrity. It's a It's good and bad at the same time. And also, it's like, I've never seen a time where, like, there are so many, I won't even say hip-hop fans. There are so many people who listen to rap music that don't respect the history. Correct. Like, like, the culture that produced what they're listening to right now and don't care to learn about it. Like, they just want to hear what's on the radio and what's played in the club, and that's it. And they don't care about anything else. Like, yep. you've always had people like that, but I feel like it's so much more common now. Yeah. When the moment for me when it changed was when the middle of Drake and Meek Mill's beef. And I remember being excited because I'm like, oh, this is a hip hop beef. It's fun. It's not violent. And these and Drake was dropping tr diss tracks. It was they wasn't on Twitter just going back and forth like the new generation. They was actually dropping diss tracks and it was so fun. And then I remember leaving work one day at Florida State and these little sorority girls drove by playing Drake's disc, just going hard. And I'm like, these hoes don't know nothing about no hip hop. And then I'm watching TV. I'm watching the, uh, was it the Daily Show with Jon Stewart it's when he was still on there. And then he's out here making disses towards Meek Mill. I'm like, these niggas, you don't know fucking anything about hip hop. Like a hip hop head, you can say something about Meek Mill. But you other like, all these little sorority kids, these little white kids know nothing about it. And on one end, you're like, that's dope that hip hop is this big. But the hip hop head in me, it was just, it was whack as hell. And that's the moment I realized that hip hop is, hip hop's pop music now. There's like, it's it's pop music. It's not like someone, a kid got mad at me at work because I said, Drake isn't a, isn't a hip hop artist for anyone. He's a pop star. He's a pop star. Like anything he drops, like, I now, said today, yeah, he, he used to be more serious as a hip hop artist. Oh, no. Yes. But I said today that this is the first this new album with 21 is the first Drake album that I have liked since. Whichever came out last views on more life, whichever one was last. This is the first Drake album I've liked since then. And he's rapping. He's rapping again. Like this is how Drake was like. He, You hear the 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 Southern and the trap music influences that he had before. But hip hop is it's pop music now, and on one end you want hip hop to be this big so all these people can make this much money, but on know. the other end it's watered down. It's like they, they drop so much trash. Like shout out to what's that girl's name? Ice Spice. Shout out. That song's trash though. She can't rap. She really can't rap. But I want her to be successful. Pardon it'd be, me. To be fair, cause I don't want to make it sound like we're bullying Ice Spice. No Brooklyn drill rapper can rap except for Pop Smoke. Brooklyn Drill is just terrible. So she's not okay. in that she can't rap. Yeah, I just want to say that. The song's trash. I'm going to say that. So no disrespect to her. I hope she can drop some dope music and support blah, blah, blah. But so many artists just drop trash as hip hop and people just like it just to like it's It's like, why do y'all like this shit? But yeah, it's 
yeah. hip hop's watered down now. Also, like before, like there were these gatekeepers to where like you had to be really good to get a record deal. And most of the time you were only gonna be on the radio if you had a record deal. Now yeah. like songs can go viral on TikTok and YouTube and they don't have to be good. Yeah, your record deals don't really matter. I mean, look at what's his name? Mac Miller was an independent artist for the longest, and he built the name off of just being independent. Like I think isn't NBA Youngboy independent or no? Uh, he ha- he has his own label. I don't know if he's like associated okay. with a larger label. But having a record deal isn't a big deal anymore. And yeah. if you song randomly on SoundCloud and post it on Twitter and the right person hears it and likes it and it makes traction all over the place and then look at you, you blow up. Like, I mean, that's literally what's kind of basically happened with like Ice Spice and Gorilla. Is it Glorilla or Gorilla? Glorilla. Oh, so Glorilla, okay. Like, you see all these artists, they blowing up, but also they blowing up overnight and they don't have any kind of, um, what's it called? Any kind of been able to stick around. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, you blow up. So look at Designer years ago. He blew up so fast. But if you don't have another song, two or three, I mean, at least, shit, even Fetty Wap had a good six songs that he was blow he for a whole year Fetty Wap was dominating. But then he didn't have anything after that, unfortunately. He was but legit he, a good rapper though. Good rapper or he made some good music. Okay, he made good rap music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just I think I try not to be that old head and be stubborn, but it's just like hip hop ain't never gonna be what it once was. It's just too big now. It's um, it's it's gotten too big and I want them to make their money, but I think half these niggas is trash. You should go back but, to, you should be stronger about gatekeeping hip hop. Well, it's too late now. It's too big. It's too, it's, it's too much money in it. Too many hands in the pot. Too many chefs in the kitchen. <laughs> it's, it's too many chefs in the kitchen now. Hip hop is way too big. And then you get people like Post Malone, who was very much more hip hop early on. And then all of a sudden, Hip-hop's not good for people. All yeah. these people, they act like hip-hop is only about killing. Like, there's not all other kind of hip-hop music. But, but he probably said the same thing, though. Kanye, at one point. Yeah, he did. He well, was- I think, no, I feel like Kanye was saying all the most popular music is the violent hip-hop. I don't, he wasn't saying that that's the only hip-hop. He was saying the most popular stuff. I remember when Kanye was going through his Christian phase and he talked Okay, to, you're talking about that. I thought you were talking about yeah. Kanye from like uh, late registration Kanye. When he like made, when he was doing like his church out in the wilderness or something, which I still think is a cult and I think he's dangerous. But anyway, when he was going through that whole phase, he was talking to the pastor about like how he doesn't want to rap anymore because it's violent and negative. And the pastor told him Hey Kanye, hip hop is a genre. You can rap about anything. You can be positive when you rap. But Kanye was, you know, throwing it under the bus like it was all bad. All right. Before we end this segment, Janice, because we've been on this long time now. Janice, mm-hmm. you're picking, you get three rap albums you can listen to, just three rap albums to listen to for an entire year. Nothing else. Just three of those albums. What three albums are you picking? And Ja'Cory, you'll answer next. Uh, um, or it can be a mixtape, you know, because the mixtape era was dope. That's true. Um, I could listen to... Hold on. I'm probably... I probably got... 
it's either college dropout, late registration. And I only said that because I felt like you was looking. So I just wanted to add something in while you was trying to figure it out. I didn't want dead air. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Okay. And let's see what's next. Oh my God. It's really hard right now. I can't even. Fuck. You know what? She, she get Nancy. I know. Go to Chicory. <laughs> Go to commercial. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> I'm serious. For you picked one album. <laughs> she picked- I only picked one, but it's oh. a really good album. I could listen to it for like an entire year. Yeah, just just pick two more albums you like. What? Um, hold on. All right, let's do it this way. You gave us your Mount Rushmore. So, what's one album from Biggie that you would pick? Ready. It was only. Say what? Ready to die. Okay. What's one album from uh, J. Cole you would pick? Because you said J. Cole, right? Yeah. Okay. Does Revenge of the Dreamers count? So that's, the, yeah, yeah. That okay. Kendrick um, Lamar. Good Kid Mad City. And Trap Call Quest. Uh, fuck. <laughs> um, that one's hard. That one's really hard. I have to actually look at all their albums. Okay. While you look that up, um, Dr. Clark. Well, okay, before I answer, I have to know, are we eventually going to talk about like our favorite albums from the year, like from this past year? That's going to be on the next one. On the next one. I want to save that for December. Okay, okay, so I won't. Yeah, yeah. I want to save that for December. All right, so three albums I have to listen to for an entire year. I would say. Or if you want to do what, you, what Janice did, if you want to pick one album from each person from your Mount Rushmore. It's way easier. <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know jacory looked like he had it locked and loaded though i had one on my mind but i don't know where i would have gone after that <laughs> what what was it i was about to say the voice by Lil dirt really yes okay well you can keep that one and now pick three from your mount rushmore <laughs> well, you, okay. that one. Uh, <laughs> you can keep that one <laughs> So for Nas, I'm going to go ahead and say KG3 because I haven't been able to stop listening to it since it came out. And I'd be playing that. Like, I would literally start with track one and let it play all the way through, which is crazy. Me too. Um, for J. Cole, 2014, Forest Still Drive, one of my favorite albums of all time. Probably a top three, like, personal favorite albums to me. You know, I would actually pick one of his mixtapes over there for me. Really? Yeah, I'd pick one of his early mixtapes. Um What's Friday, it called? Night. Friday Night Lights, the one that was supposed to be an album. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. I don't know, like... Uh, I want to change that. That one's a good mixtape. That was my favorite <laughs> one. I fucking love that one. <laughs> I listened to that shit all throughout high school. Did you really? Yes. I love yeah. that one. And that's the one that was supposed to be an album mm-hmm. and not a mixtape, too. That would have been a fire album, though. Honestly, I feel like it's more respectable for it to be a mixtape. I agree. Yep. Because that's in honesty who J. Cole is, and he's just like, that's an amazing mixtape. I missed the mixtape error. All right, my bad. Go ahead, Jacor. Um, so I picked two and Good Kid Mad City from Kendrick. I still think that's his best album. And it came out my senior year of high school. So you know, I would take section 80 over that. I you okay. I used to say section 80 was better than Good Kid Mad City, but if you listen to section 80 today, it very much sounds like a product of its time. Like it, it sounds like 2011, but Good Kid, Mad City, I feel sounds more timeless and ages. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. 
I used to say it was better, but now that more time has passed, I think Good Kid, Mad City is clearly the better album. All right, I'm gonna listen to. I haven't listened to Section 80 in a while because ADHD was my jam. But I'm gonna go back and listen to that tomorrow and see how I feel. And then for Black Thought, I'm gonna pick. This is tough because I have two Roots albums in my either Illidale Half Life or Things Fall Apart. I'm gonna give it to Things Fall Apart. Might be unpopular, but that's, that's my shit though. It's also a good book. Yeah, it is a good book. <laughs> also a good book. Which, real quick, um, what's his name? Um, Black Thought, one of the most underrated yes. lyricists of all time because I feel like once a year he drops a crazy freestyle and yeah. reminds people how dope he is. And it's like, he people just forget as well. Like, also, Did you hear the album he dropped this year with Danger Mouse? No. Yeah, he dropped an album this year. See, so had no idea. All right, I'm going to go back and listen to that. All right, um, this was a long first segment. It wasn't supposed to be this long, but uh, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, spin a chicken and look hour. We'll be right back for the second segment. All right, we back. Chicken and look hour. Uh, still got Dr. Clark and Lil Jan in the building. This episode has been brought to you by Woodford Reserve. This guy, they ain't paying me nothing. F them. No, nah, I, I fucks with y'all just in case y'all want y'all listening and want to end up calling at <laughs> no, your boy. I would say maybe some brand will give us money if we just say their name on the podcast. Just keep saying Casper. it every time. Casper Sleep Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Casper Sleep Mattress. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hashtag Funko Pops. Um, <laughs> hashtag Wolf of Reserve. Um, talked about uh, Yeezys. Uh, it wasn't in the positive context, but we so did talk. They, well, he, he might be down so bad that he's like, you know what, fuck it. I'll I get it. <laughs> fuck, it. <laughs> fuck it. He lost a lot of money, bro. Like, have y'all ever seen, like, who else is, has rivaled him for the biggest, the quickest downfall? The baby. Oh, Lord. The baby had a, ooh. I almost started feeling bad for him. <laughs> it was like an athlete that just couldn't come back, that can't come back from an injury. And I never even listened to his music. If we were in the 2010s, could you say Chris Brown? No. I don't think he ever had a downfall for real because he's still oh, yeah. around. Yeah. I don't uh, think he suffered at all. <laughs> he may have suffered a little bit, a little bit, but. It's like you had a negative connotation of him, but then you hear. A song. You hear a new song. <laughs> I mean, you know, Chris, Brown, Chris Brown is like Bobby Brown. Like we know Bobby Brown was abusive, but we don't. We just don't care. You know. We like, and we're also like, well, if she got over it, then who am I to hold a grudge? But the problem, the problem with that is Rihanna is not the only woman Chris Brown has probably abused, most likely. Fair enough. And you know, I've literally never thought about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think doesn't Karuchi also have a restraining order against him? Probably, I mean, that nigga, that nigga controversial. And he just hangs around. It's wild how you grow up as like a nice little young man and then you become famous and now you're surrounded by bloods all of a sudden. Yeah, that was a weird phase he was going through. <laughs> no, no, he's still it. I was literally listening to an interview with Akon today on Shannon Sharp's podcast. And he would, they was, uh, Shannon Sharp brought up the debate how people say who's more talented, Michael Jackson or Chris Brown. 
And Akon said, I'm not about to say who's more talented. He said, but I will say, if Chris Brown had the right people around him, like Michael Jackson's team, Chris Brown could have done what Michael Jackson did. He said, Chris Brown's one of the most talented people I've ever been around. He had everything you needed to be the ultra international megastar, which he was at one point. But he said he became famous and he's surrounded by like by bloods and not by people that you need to be around. He said, obviously, he's still done well, but he would have been he would have blown up to be next level if he wasn't surrounded by what he's surrounded by. You see like the influence Lil Wayne has had on the culture that there was a time when everybody was a blood. Like, Bruh, yes. <laughs> Brown, a uh, soldier boy. Jim Jones. Yeah, like yo, like <laughs> what, what I remember, hey, I remember my freshman and sophomore year of college. So my freshman year of college was 06, 07, and then sophomore 07, 08. And that's when I was Lil Wayne was like in his prime too. Everybody, all of a sudden, college kids on campus were bloods all of a sudden. You had so many people that was bloods, and I'm like. Nigga, I went to Sunday school with you, bro. And you in college, fam. And you a you a blood all of a sudden? Like, when did this happen? Like, I be listening to Hip Hop is Dead. And that came out in 2006. Yep. Nas has a couple songs on that album where he makes fun of New Yorkers for trying to adopt by Cali's gangbanging yep. style. I remember that. Yeah. And I think that was around the time Lil Wayne was, like, blowing up. So maybe Lil Wayne is the reason there are so many bloods in New York. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Like, you we... Rap got a real influence, bro, and it's scary. It's good and scary at the same damn time, as Future once said. At the same damn time. There he <laughs> <laughs> She's so extra right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a game. This is Ja'Cory's favorite game, Florida or nah? <laughs> it's Florida or nah. I'm going to... um read you out a crime that happened and you have to guess did this happen in florida or the other city that's mentioned um you all are going to take turns it's six questions so each of you get three obviously all right who wants to go first janice can go first <laughs> and I, almost all of these are thanksgiving themed like most of these happened on thanksgiving day okay all right florida or not Johnny attempted to rob a gas station on Thanksgiving Day 2013. The clerk befriended the robber and told him he should help himself to some beer. Meanwhile, he secretly triggered their alarm. Dude grabbed so much beer that on his way out the store, the bags broke and cans scattered across the parking lot. When the police arrived, he was busy trying to pick up the beer and had the money in his clothes. Did this happen in Florida or Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Why are you going with Milwaukee? That was fast. She just said a word. Because it's too elaborate. Floridians aren't like that. <laughs> yes. Floridians aren't elaborate. No, I just fucking react. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, ma'am, you are incorrect. It is Florida. God damn. <laughs> it is Florida, not Milwaukee. I only said Milwaukee because I threw the beer part in there and, you know, they love some beer in Milwaukee. What part of Florida was that in? I should have, you know, you always ask that. So I should have put that in here. Write that down. Write that, down. That, that matters. That really makes a difference. Actually, all right, hold on. Let's uh, let's look it up. All right. So it happened in Miramar, Florida. 
What's an item you'd go back for knowing the police is on their way and you could get caught, but you think you're going to get away? What's an item you would go back for? I can't think of anything I'd go back for if I knew I could get arrested. But you think you might get away. The, the only way that would happen is if I left the whole bag of money. <laughs> okay, touche. Touche. What you got, Jan? Anything? Honestly, like, I can't even imagine trying to go back for anything as well, because imagine the headline. Yeah, <laughs> like, you went back. <laughs> that's embarrassing as fuck. All right, at that point, you just got to take the L. Like this dude over here, police show up, and he's trying Dude. to pick up the beer and the money off the parking lot. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, all right, Ja'Cory, this is for you. On Thanksgiving Day in 2001, police were called to the home of Officer Santo. The phone call came from his dog accidentally stepping on his phone, calling 911 twice. Dispatch mistook the dog's whimpers as a distressed woman and sent two officers. When they arrived in search of a distressed woman, they instead came across 150 marijuana plants hidden in Officer Santos' basement. Florida or Ohio? That really sounds like Florida. That, that, could, that could be Ohio, too, just because I think he's second-guessing himself. <laughs> I feel like they both be in Ohio. <laughs> okay. What hey. you going with? <laughs> Uh, hey, how pissed would you be at your dog <laughs> for calling the police on you, bro? <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> they said his cell phone was on the floor and the dog accidentally like stepped on the cell phone. You know, I'm going to go with Ohio. You going with Ohio? Yeah. Um, you are correct, sir. Ding, ding, ding. It was Ohio. Look at you. It's funny because all of these could really be Florida. That's what always trips me up about this game is they could like, and I feel like you would do that on purpose. Is of make course. Yeah. All of these could be for, she's so aggressive up here, bro. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number three, you ready? You ready, Big Jan? Mm -hmm. Four people were arrested in 2003 for attempting to transport 114 pounds of cocaine and 800 pounds of marijuana by stuffing the drugs inside a bunch of yams. Is this Miami or London? Yams? Bruh, they was really putting cocaine and marijuana inside yams. London. She got them yams. Why do you think it's London and not Miami? Because I don't fucking grow yams anywhere near Florida. I don't think they grow yams and in... you can buy yams in Florida. Yeah, I mean, like, but <laughs> they don't like import yams overseas to Florida. I don't know. I'm just gonna stick with London. <laughs> it's London. You're right. <laughs> She's so <laughs> like what girl? <laughs> All right, Jacory, you ready? Number yeah. four. On Thanksgiving 2014, Jacqueline Blake woke up from sleeping off a long night of drinking to find her boyfriend eating Thanksgiving food without her. Jacqueline chased her boyfriend around the dining room table and stabbed him in the chest, 
simply because he started eating Thanksgiving dinner without her. Is this Florida or Pennsylvania? I want to say I've heard this story before, and so I think it's Florida. How sure are you? Uh, like 70%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sir. It is Pennsylvania. Imagine what's a show? Because I know people get mad. Like, imagine you were just significant other. Y'all normally binge watch a show together. What's a show that they kept watching without you? And you're like, damn, are you serious? I should stab it. Well, obviously not stab him, but you know what I mean. I actually just had this happen because my, my girlfriend watched an episode of Abbott Elementary without me. <laughs> and I got really mad. Hey, that's <laughs> what did you say though? I was just annoyed and I was just like being passive aggressive. Also, <laughs> uh, uh, real relationship type shit. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, uh, Janice? Honestly, I can't even say because... It was a porno? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I just I can't was... believe you watching these big booty ebony amateurs without me. I'm so upset. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. You watching BBW. <laughs> You're watching Asian massages without me. You know I love Asian massages. There you go. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Which, random, because I do a, a a porn trivia game, and Asian is always in the top five most searched, most searched porn categories. Some kind of Asian, Asian massage, Asian fetish or something. Why do, what is it about Asian women that like men like fetishize, fantasize about? Because they're smaller. And they're more submissive. Mm. That is a thing. I think it's just an extension of the fact that we make anything Asian seem like mysterious and exotic. But I think to that point about her saying submissive, because even I have a lot of like Asian students and this isn't connected with submissive porn or anything, but I have a lot of Asian students and I was telling my coworker who's Korean, I said it's crazy because when I think about my students, it's the, and I'll send a certain email or something like the Asian students are always the first ones that's like, they're nervous. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. They're very apologetic all the time. And she was like, yeah, that's how we're raised to be apologetic and to say sorry and to get our stuff together. Cause I'm like, my black students and my Hispanic students don't be like that. Well, oh, yeah, they don't give a shit. Like they don't get <laughs> the in, like terrible, debilitating anxiety whenever you're like getting reprimanded, even for like the smallest thing. Would you, that, would uh, you, was you like that as well, Janice? I'm like always like that. Really? Anxious all the time. I don't, but see, that's I don't get that from you though. Exactly. Because like college was a different story. <laughs> what you mean? Like, I mean, in terms of how much I cared back then, it doesn't equate to how much I care right now, like today, because there's a lot more at stake. Like I, solely depend on myself to survive because you wasn't all apologetic to me and stuff back in the day and yeah no i feel like filipinos are different though yeah we're like i feel like y'all a little bit more hispanic than asian that's what i'm saying i don't yeah we're the mexicans of asia (laughs) yeah that's why you was a smart ass then because i don't i don't know a lot of asians who are smart aleck like that i mean i was raised like that 
But that okay, so you was so you said you was raised like like the Asians I'm talking about being apologetic. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like you have to apologize for stepping out of line, and stepping out of line means like not adhering to like the certain image that you have to uphold. Um, and it's a lot of pressure because like every day is like a constant test. So it's like you go to school, you come back, and then you're interrogated about it. And you're like, oh shit, like I actually have to have like good things to say and results to follow after that. Cause that's just like, it's always hard work. And plus like for any immigrant parent, I feel like it's always hard work, but like on the scale of like being an Asian person, it's it's a different experience. <laughs> like I, I was different in terms of like me not wanting to like be within that because I just always was like, defiant because it just never felt right I feel like my parents gave me enough space to have like self-awareness and not like you know just following because you're told do you think it has anything to do with you're like a younger sibling too so where the older sibling got more of that and then they kind of they just a little bit laid off of you as much as they was on the older one absolutely like I'm like I was born like a decade after like almost like a decade and a half after my last my second sibling was born so they was a little tired by the end I mean like I wasn't planned it's not like they were just like oh shit oh so you were an accident yes oh okay (laughs) they look at you every day and be like god dang it we we are exhausted we are tired like we could have saved so much fucking money (laughs) (laughs) that's probably how my parents looked at me because I was an accident as well (laughs) hey Janice I have a question yes why is Filipino spelled with an F, but the Philippines is spelled with PH? Damn, stay woke, bro. I never thought about that. Because, so. You don't know. You don't know. Yes, I do know because <laughs> it's a different alphabet in the Philippines. So, like, to everybody, know, like, to everybody, the Philippines as a country and the title of the country is spelled with a PH because of the Spanish colonizer that found, like, founded it. So, Keegan. The, you said colonizer? I said Spanish colonizer. Oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. My, my bad, uh, Keegan. So, um, so that is what it is ubiquitous to be known as with a PH. Oh, but ubiquitous. when you talk to any Filipino, it's like PH as it, within the, like their alphabet and their dialect, it doesn't exist. So F is the consonant that they use for that which is why it's different when you're in conversation talking to like a Filipino to another Filipino or like whoever, um, rather than saying like the name of the country. Mm. So shut up, she put us on some uh, knowledge. What was you about to ask the court? I said source, like it's Twitter. Bye. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. <laughs> you like, like, I'm say something like really simple on twitter and people be like source i've never seen it that's a thing it's yeah, fucking it's, annoying it's like people asking you to show your source oh, oh okay someone says something they're like source and they're right. they're saying hey show me a source i mean right, like, like that makes sense like show me like prove like nigga, i don't know you on twitter so but sometimes people use that like in a stupid way like okay i remember there was this one tweet where like i think um one of the Blue Jays players was injured or something. And one of the fans was asking like, is he coming back? And the Blue Jays organization said, um, yeah, he's like, he's still in for the season, but we're going to put him like in a different position or whatever. And someone said source. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, that's funny as shit. You're talking to the team. 
That is telling you what they're doing with their players. I'm not going to lie. That's funny as shit, though. <laughs> I will say what I love where I work now, and we're not going to say the name, but where I work now, I have a lot of Asian students. So I have learned the same way when I was at Florida State, how I learned so much about the Asian, the Hispanic culture. I've learned about Asian culture here. And I've recently learned in the last couple of weeks how my students will have a Korean age, but then their American age is different. Hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's a whole thing because I think one of them was telling me that the, in Korea, when you're born, like you start at, I think what they say, you, you, they don't do months. Like they don't say you're six months or 12 months and all that. They started like age one something mm-hmm. like that so like my students their korean age is always like i think a year older than their american age and then i've also learned a lot of the dietary habits are very similar to black people as well like when you go to a chinese restaurant and stuff you don't see a lot of dishes with dairy and cheese in there because black people and asians ha- are the two communities with the highest number of people that are lactose intolerant so Asians are very lactose intolerant, just like Black people. And Asians also eat chitlins. I forgot there's a different name for it, but I was telling my one of my students, I said, yeah, so-and-so is telling me that they eat chitlins. She's like, chitlins? What are you? I said, pig intestine. She said, oh, yeah, we eat that. They have a lot of pork in their, um, in their diet and stuff. So that was just, you know, interesting. You, uh, what, you shaking your head, Janice? Yes, that's true. I mean, like, Korean food is so interesting because there's a lot of influence from, like, the war. So you'll see a lot of, like, spam and, like, a lot of imported food, and that's why it's like that. It's, like, the same thing in the Philippines. So, like, we have, like, a lot of kind of, like, we have a lot of stews, um, like, a lot of, like, sardines and, like, spam and, like, things like that, like, Mm -hmm. just easy to access food in like our traditional like food culture i guess hmm. that's putting us on some game and knowledge shout out to you you know i don't believe what they say about you behind your back jan Thank you. putting us on putting us on, on knowledge all right next question we're on uh question five we back on jan right yes thanksgiving 2012 finds a man having a dispute with a woman over a question in trivial pursuit and the disagreement on what the answer was escalated to the woman whipping out a hatchet and threatening him. When troopers arrived, when troopers arrived at the house, they seized the hatchet and discovered that it was actually a piece of drug paraphernalia. Florida, or once again, Pennsylvania. Florida. Wow. Because it's just so aggressive. (laughs) You are right. Actually, you're wrong. It's Pennsylvania. What? (laughs) Yes, it's Pennsylvania. What the fuck? Why would you do that? (laughs) What's a game you might stab someone over? Because I ain't gonna lie. I've gotten into some arguments over Uno. (laughs) Nigga, I've gotten, because you know, everybody's rules playing Uno is different. That's fair. So we be getting in some arguments and I'm like, hey, yo, it's house rules. And if we're in my house, we're going to play by my rules. 
what's a game you've seen yourself before or maybe see yourself in the future getting in an argument over? Chess. Chess? Oh. Hold on. Why are you laughing, Jacob? <laughs> Why? Chess, yeah. bro? Because chess is so calculated, it's almost like a fucking argument. Have you but gotten the, into an argument over chess? Yes. Oh. <laughs> but the idea of chess is it's supposed to be calming. <laughs> it is, because you're supposed to be thinking about it, and you know, like it's almost meditative. But like, there's also a different side to it when you add emotion <laughs> and spite. So just don't play chess when you're angry. <laughs> hmm. All right. Okay, she said chess. I was not expecting that, so shout out. What about I you, think, uh, Clark? I think a game of Yahtzee. I'm playing. I was, I was, man, you laughing at her for chess? This nigga said Yahtzee. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, me personally, the only game I really get like emotional over is like Call of Duty. Oh yeah, and them kids be saying racist ass shit over Call of Duty and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't talk to no one on the game, but just. <laughs> When do you think, and I'm only saying this because I've only played Uno with mainly black folk. Do white people play Uno like black people do? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not as uh, Janice says no, you say yes. They're just not serious about it, but they know Uno. No, they know Uno, but we be playing Uno. I guess I just don't know. I've only played Uno with like three white people in my life, and y'all know all three of them. I'm trying to think now. Like, have I ever played Uno with a white person? Are two of them Trinity and Keegan? Yeah. <laughs> correct. Who's the third one? Is it Amy? Amy. Yeah. Yes. Correct. I, I have, but yeah, they're just not as intense with it. And it was three white people that be around black people. So that's where they're consistent. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. I don't know if white people actually. I wonder, are Black people the largest community of UNO players? Probably. I would guess that. Because we be playing some UNO, bro. Like, we was playing it last weekend for Friendsgiving, and it was the longest game of UNO I've ever been. Bro, this game lasted, like, 35 minutes, bro. And it was, like, uh, I think double UNO? Or, Hmm. no, Black UNO. It was called Black UNO. I don't know if it was like for black people, but it was just black on like they had where you draw a card says says uh, switch hands and you can switch hands with somebody. Like, oh, I've seen crazy. it before. Yeah, I've seen that. And this game lasted. This is the longest game of Uno I've ever been in, bro. I need to come to Atlanta because you be having fun. I have a good time, Janice. You need to come to Atlanta. I know. I've been trying to go for a while. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. He goes always oh. like, why don't you ever come to Atlanta? I always go to Austin. And I'm like, because I don't fucking make 80K a year. He doesn't even make that much. He makes even more than that. <laughs> it's like fucked up. And anyway. I'm so- glad the people listening to this don't know who you're talking about. I heard tell about how much he makes. <laughs> God damn. Like, if you only. Oh, it's fine. No one knows who he is on my I just like how personal it became so fast. <laughs> right. You was like, I don't make as much as you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's my I, I didn't. I thought he had left Atlanta. Actually, that's like his home base. He's always traveling for work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, she said, "I don't make as much as you, mother. You make good. You make a decent amount of money that you could try. Atlanta flights are not expensive. Yes, that's true. 
It's not as Jacory used to come up here pretty often since the since the pandemic. Well, Jacory ain't came as much. Like since probably like twenty one, he ain't came as much. He came like three times before that. It's different. I've been driving. No, I'm just saying that it's you. You you came a little bit more earlier on, and I think like for the rest of us, just like the rest of us, things have slowed down over these last couple, these last two two and a half years. You know, I moved. I gotta. I'm. I'm to move to a one bedroom now too. Trying to save this money, save these coins. <laughs> and which I will say. So I was mad because my new apartment doesn't have, didn't have washer and dryer connections. And you know, I had a washer and dryer, so I had to sell it. But so I tried out this laundry service now, bro. I may never wash my own clothes ever again. This shit is beautiful because I don't even say what. What's it called? Uh, hold on. It's called uh, I think Sudshare. It's called Sudshare, and I don't like they provide the detergent. I don't even have to worry about detergent or bleach, dryer sheets. The only thing is, if I want fabric softener, I provide the fabric softener, but that's nothing. So I don't have to buy detergent or bleach or dryer sheets or anything. And then I had two large bags of laundry. This shit was only twenty five dollars. And that included the tip, the tip. So it was $25. And they fold your clothes as well. It's it's wonderful. Like, I legit, I set my clothes on my patio. You set, uh, and then they, you get notifications when they're going to come and get your stuff for you, from you. Mm-hmm. And they's like, uh, whatever, Nicole is on her way to pick up your laundry. Then they send another, another, another notification. Uh, Nicole has picked up your laundry. And then they'll be like, uh, Nicole has dropped off your laundry. Uh, your laundry is in the middle of being washed now. Like you get all the notifications. But when I, and then it comes back, it smells so good. And everything is folded, nigga. And if you want to do, um, if you hang dry anything, you just provide them the hangers. And then I hang it, put it in the plastic and everything. And then I get home, it's sitting on my patio or wherever you want it to be. And boom, there it goes. And like. It only takes 24 hours. Like I will, they'll, they'll pick it up on Wednesday at two o'clock and it's back by Thursday at two o'clock. Huh. Yeah, it's the, hey, such share. Send me a, send me some sponsorship shit, bro. Cause Ooh. I love y'all and I am supporting the hell out of y'all. So yes. what you say? That's what I see online when I looked it up. It says they charge a dollar per pound of clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my clothes, like I said, I had two large uh, bags of clothes and it was only $21 altogether. And then I gave a tip. So it came out to like $27 because I gave a $6 tip. Which $6 tip is fine, right? Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of work because like they're going all the way to your house, coming back. But that's their, that's their job though. I don't get a tip for doing my job. So that's because you get paid... A salary. Yeah, like you probably get paid more than them. Okay. You're drinking tequila out of a wine glass right now. You <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Good observations there. <laughs> I mean, you're drinking tequila out of a wine glass, Will. <laughs> Obviously, the life of luxury over here. It's uh, prominent. But yeah, I may never do my own laundry ever again, bro. This shit is tremendous and I'm gonna I, to wash my own clothes thank you very much okay last question i didn't like the disrespect on that one 
So Janice would stab someone over chess <laughs> and Dr. Clark, what did you say? Say Call of Duty. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know y'all niggas be racist. <laughs> so the last question. All right, Dr. Clark. All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Police say a man brandished a gun at another driver during a road a road rage incident, only to find that the other driver was a police officer in an unmarked car. Taylor, 29, became upset with the other driver and began tailgating him. Bradley then pulled up alongside the driver's truck and began yelling profanities and proceeded to point what appears to be a small silver firearm. The other driver then turned on his vehicle's red and blue lights and pulled Bradley over, much to his surprise. When officers searched his car, they found a gun pushed into the seat cushion of the passenger side front seat. Florida or not? Well, that's Florida, uh, Florida or or Ohio. That's a, okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, that sounds very Florida. But also because you didn't have another choice at first, I'm gonna say it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Florida, motherfucker. <laughs> but you, no matter what you said, I was gonna say that sounds very Florida. Imagine you cussing at somebody, and then you and then he turns his sirens on. You're like, oh shit, that's a police officer. Like, I would have been pissed. We've had so many road rage incidents down here that involve guns or like people shooting at each other. Like it's crazy now. People just angry for no damn reason. Yeah. Like I don't even honk at people no more. Cause it's like oh, hell no. Like people are just crazy now. Yeah, hell no. Hey, Janice is killing these sunflower seeds, y'all. I just want to know. <laughs> Yo, in Tallahassee, um, I think he was like a lawmaker or some kind of politician or it worked in the legislature. But he got into a road rage incident where he was like ramming the other car and he shot at them. And then the other car shot back and killed him. But he fired first. So it was like self-defense. But yeah, it's that happened here. That happened here in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of road rage incidents in Florida, I feel like. Yeah, it's wild. All right. Um, we going we got one more segment. It's not gonna be long. I'm not gonna hold y'all long. But y'all young, y'all ain't got no kids, so y'all be I good. <laughs> I have nothing to do tonight. And Janice is eating sour, sour, uh, sour sunflower seeds in a mink. She looks like she's in a rap video and yet eating sunflower seeds. I'm on. I'm in a rap video on Greek. Okay. All right. Well, that's what she said. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, chicken liquor, our niggas. <laughs> 